This Friday, the 15th of September, picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app. Use the promo code SGPN. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20x in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports bet research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, September the 14th. Uh, we have a full card, which we're going to cherry pick the good stuff from uh, for September the 15th, Friday. And joining me, looking resplendent in his Nottingham Forest, I'm going to say uniform because I'm fully American now, is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing great. A little better than the other day. I was still somber in the news, but today <laughs> I'm much better. Uh, got a good week. Uh, you know, 2-0 in my bets today. Uh, we got a bunch of football this weekend. And then Monday, you know, we're going to play Burnley. So got to gotta rep the Forest jersey today. Oh, I forgot how sad you were on Tuesday. <laughs> it was proper funny. Uh, Real quick, have you been us. to the city ground? I have been to the city ground, yes. How is it? It's lovely. Uh, it's old-fashioned. Um, it's right in the city. It's on the river, down on the River Trent there in Nottingham, mate. And it's, uh, it's a good experience, yeah. It's one of those old-school city centre football stadiums. Proper good atmosphere, yeah. Got to make it there one day. Mate, get over. Um, Mr. Scott Reichel is here. Scott, how are you? Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, sweating out the first five under in this Dimebacks game, so we'll see what yes. happens. But so far, knock on wood, so good. We'll see what happens. But besides that, my Yankees ended up not playing yesterday, and I said that once again they're winning, but they can't score, and they didn't score. They got shut out today. So yeah, yeah this team cannot hit the ball. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have a little talk through some of my baseball stuff because I've been, it's been a bit of a head scratcher. Uh, over the last couple of weeks. But I did just tell you two boys off air um, that I needed to tell you about the bet of a lifetime that my friend turned me on to today. Um, just say hello to Trevor, who was first in. Uh, Randy is joined as well. Um, Dylan O'Donnell. I haven't seen Dylan for a couple of weeks. Dylan, hey, how are you doing? So I've got a mate of mine who is an expert on the dog racing at Newcastle. Uh, this is not the bet he gave me. So, uh, do it. oh, we haven't got there yet, Scott. Um, he's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, the dog, the dog track's only about a mile away. Love it. Uh, I used to, I used to bunk off school when I was like fourteen. Me and my mate would nick off school and take like fifteen quid down there and just bet the dogs on a Tuesday afternoon and stuff. And he's absolutely brilliant. However, he messaged me today and he said, "If you've got a Unibet account, so Unibet is a little local book here." Mm. And I think I had one years ago. I didn't have one anymore. I said, he said, I need to get a bet on. He can't get a bet on many places. He's so good. He said, I need to get a bet on the chess this afternoon. And sorry. See, I need to get a bet on the chess. Chess match between uh, Nakamura and Caruana. And apparently they play uh, uh, bullet chess. Do you know much about this, Scott? You look like you must play chess. I've got no uh, hope. I, I, would probably take Nakamura. I would probably take Nakamura if I had to pick one. But. Well, he said they play eight five-minute games, they play yeah. eight three-minute games, and then they played 11 or 10 one-minute games. Is there an Armageddon after that? that? I'm familiar with chess. I follow chess. Yeah. The shorter the format, the better Nakamura is, apparently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, said, that's, what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I assumed you wanted Nakamura. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the handicap was at three and a half. He said he'll hammer him. Absolutely hammer him. So he's sort of minus 110. Uh, Nakamura given three and a half games. It finished 18 and a half to eight and a half. 
So he won by 10 games when the handicap was at three and a half. Um, I mean, people just hand him, someone phones me up and hands me this stupid information about chess bets and I couldn't get, uh, I didn't have the account and I was going I mean, I, 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 I can't say that I'm truly updated on when the players are playing, but I know that Magnus Carlsen's usually the best, but I know he's kind of taking some time away, but he's back. I think Hikaru is the second best, if I'm not mistaken. And I think right. that he's arguably better at bullet. So I'm not I'm not shocked that he'd be Caruana comfortably. Yeah, I think it's I mean, it, it was weird to me how the different formats would be make such a difference because you, you kind of think chess is chess, but obviously you've got your full length game and then you've got yeah. the various Well, moves. if you try to and play a game minute... of chess and then you put one minute on the clock, you can tell that it's a different game <laughs> if you do it Yeah, personally. yeah, it's but, yeah it just makes sense. But, but... Um, for, for Phil to know that and read it and kick, like cover the handicap by seven games, just an outstanding bit of tipping um, from my mate who's normally so good on the dogs. Like, But um, yeah, so I enjoyed that this afternoon. That was funny. Um, yeah, the baseball-wise, my picks, right? On tally side, I've still been putting my picks in every day. Absolutely horrible. I think I'm 10 and 25 on the week. Really, really struggling. But I think at this time of the season, it's the volume that's killing me. Because actually, now I'm not betting all of those. I put, we, we pick every game on tally site. I'm not picking them all. As we said yesterday, we did the show, Scott. I took Taj Bradley um, to do some stuff was okay. I then took Colorado. That was absolutely fine. My last eight dogs have gone six, one, and one. Um, so I'm absolutely flying with my dogs. But it's just a really weird um, time of year. And I think we, we've kind of made the right decision to to cherry-pick stuff around the league because there's certain teams... I've had to put the Chicago White Sox completely on the no-bet list. We spoke about them a little bit yesterday, Scott, with a crazy ding-dong game against Kansas City. And then yesterday... Well, they just got turned over by... Was it... Did Jordan Lyles beat them yesterday, I think? 7-1. to one. Um, Just... So the them game. along with the LA Angels and the, the amount of teams now who are just having to go on the no-bet list... Um, yeah, because they're untrustworthy, but also uninterested. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is the volume that kills you at, uh, at this time of year in MLB for me. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff. Tomorrow, then, we've taken... Uh, there's there's nine games that are with various degrees of playoff relevance. Um, and we will start with a... Let me get the right page up, because I've got today's scores. Um, are the Mets still... Is that first five under still hanging on, Scott? Uh, it's 2 nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Yeah, we're all right with that. Um, we're going to start at 6.40 Eastern first time, uh, Eastern first pitch, which is the Atlanta Braves at the Miami Marlins, where we have Bryce Elder going for the Braves, and Johnny Cueto takes the ball for the Marlins. The Braves are minus 176. The Marlins are plus 164, and the total is set at nine. This was a dream to handicap. When there's so many stats that could just point you in one direction, this was almost like a, it was like a school exam where they set you down, handicap this game, and there is a correct answer um, to this. And the more clues you look at, it was like choose your own adventure. Um, Bryce Elder is 12 and four on the year, has a 3.38 ERA. Um, Atlanta uh, clinched last night, uh, sixth straight title in a row. Pretty impressive stuff. The Mets are getting very close to them, Dylan. Um, and Elder is going along great. He had a few bumps in the road midsummer, um, And I thought he might sort of disappear off the radar a little bit. And he's absolutely done the exact opposite. He's, he's come back really strong. He has a 2.92 ERA in his last five starts. Um, the Braves have won all five, and they've covered in four of those five. Uh, Johnny Cueto is one and four on the year. He has a 6.15 ERA and he really sucks quite hard, uh, Johnny Cueto at the moment. Minimum three earned runs, often more. However, the key to this game, man, the, the season series is uh, nine to one in favour of Atlanta and they've covered in all nine. Um, once you're in possession of those facts, you can stop looking because that'll do you. Atlanta on the run line, a minus one, one, one um, for an outcome, which they're currently sitting at nine and one on the season. So I didn't see why to comp uh, why I needed to complicate it any further, Dylan. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're getting a minus 111 on the run line, I do like that. 
I'm going to do something that might not be as popular. I'm going to take the under nine. I got it at plus money. This one, like you said, this one was a tough game to handicap. Uh, Braves clinched the division last year. Odd that Philly put it on their jumbotron. Congratulations. I, I thought that was kind of weird. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're coasting into the playoffs, and I don't really want to lay almost $2 with them. They're minus 177 right now. I only made the Braves a minus 180 favorite. Like I said, uh, my total uh, 8.7, I made it. Bryce Elder, like you said, he's looked really good in his last five games. He's only given up more than two runs one time in that five-game stretch. My worry is Johnny Cueto in this game. He hasn't looked good in Miami all year. But I, I think since the Braves have already won the division, they might take their foot off the gas just a little. And if they do, I think this game does have a good chance to go under. Went under last night, 4-1. to one. So I, I, I think we, we see a, a lower scoring game, but I do think the Braves win maybe 5-1, 6-1 type of game. But yeah, I'm going to go under. So that's the one thing I haven't factored in. Um, is this a thing that happens in baseball where Atlanta will all have gone out? Because they've got a day off today, I think. Will everyone have gone out and got pissed today yeah. and will they be turning up drunk tomorrow, Scott? Is that a thing that would happen? Well, that was the annoying part because initially you don't get many champagne fades over the course of an MLB <laughs> season. So I was actually looking to fade Atlanta, but then I saw they weren't playing today. And yeah. they should be able to recover from the hangover at some point today. So I think I'm going to lean to Atlanta here. If they were playing this game today, I probably would have considered Miami, but they're not. So with Atlanta having a day off in between to recover, after getting just completely drunk uh, over the last <laughs> couple of hours. I am going to go with Atlanta. I like him on the run line. Miami played today as well in Milwaukee, so there is some travel involved. But I do think looking at the spot, Atlanta, once again, is a much better team. Cueto is still in the league, which is an achievement for him because he's not very good. But I am going to go with Atlanta to get the job done by multiple runs. Is um, champagne feed, is that an often used term? I love that. I kind of made it up, but that's... Uh, I've never heard it. A, the principle's there. I don't know if people have ever said that before. Uh, get get a t-shirt up. I don't know. It's an excellent name for a band, Scott. Yeah. It's a top-door name for a band. I'd go and watch Champagne Feeds. No problem. Um, <laughs> uh, football is back tonight. Um, I was trying to get some Jalen Hurts information off YouTube, and you both completely and utterly blew me out the water <laughs> earlier. You're welcome. Uh, so I'll find something else to back tonight. Um and when I've done that, I'll do it at DraftKings Sportsbook, um, if I was allowed in this country. Uh, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you bet $5, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. And new customers, uh, that is, existing customers aren't missing out on the action too. Uh, you get two new offers every game day this September. So get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app, use the code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet. Just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And game time, the ticket people, you can buy tickets for your favourite events without it being as stressful as it very often is. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy and theatre near you. Uh, you get flash deals, last-minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets for any kind of event. Uh, so you can forget planning in advance. Game time has deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy. Uh, and the game time guarantee means they will credit you 110% of the difference of uh, if you find a ticket in the same section in row for less. So the thing to do here is download the game time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase, Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off, download game time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Okay, next up is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch. It's the Tampa Bay Rays at the Baltimore Orioles, big series. Zach Eflin for Tampa Bay and Jack Flaherty for Baltimore. It's minus 116 on the Rays, plus 102 on the Orioles. Total is eight and a half, Scott. I'm just going to go with Tampa in this one. I'm not a Flaherty guy. Uh, he has not exactly been great since he was acquired by Baltimore. Maybe it's a bit of an overreaction to what happened over the last couple of nights, but we we know even the best offenses can go through some slumps over the course of the season. Baltimore has been brutal offensively against some really bad pitchers. They couldn't hit Wainwright, and they couldn't hit Rom. And they had a lot of guys on base. They just couldn't get any big hits. They really lost one nothing 
to Rom yesterday. One nothing. Really? Uh, I'm going to go with Tampa. I, th- I do think Eflin's the pitcher in better form right now, but it's mostly based on the fact that Baltimore, even though I do want them to win the division, I have to at least point out offensively they are in the middle of a lull. I'll go with Tampa at a short money line press. Tampa for Scott. Uh, what you got, Dylan? Yeah, this game was very tricky as well. It's kind of a wait and see where the lines move because I did make the raise a minus 110 favorite. So when I saw it, I do see plus 105s out there. So if we could get five more cents with the Orioles, I might take a stab with them. I don't know if I'll get to the window. Uh, Scott's right. Jack Flaherty hasn't looked good since coming over to Baltimore. But because this lineup is so good, he does have the ability to get a few runs behind him, and I think he gets away with it sometimes, not being the best. But, yeah, getting zero runs, he got. I think they got um, two runs the other night against Wainwright. But then the game before, they got 11 against the Red Sox. They got 13. So it is a two-game stretch where they have struggled. But both teams are 7-3, and three, playing really well. Eflin did struggle last time he uh, faced Baltimore. Orioles six and three straight up against the Rays this season. So they've kind of not owned them, but they've kind of had their number. I just trust the bats at home a little more. So I would lean with the home puppy here. Okay. So to split the tie, uh, I am going to side with Scott and the Tampa Bay Rays. Everything has been good lately and in his two games so far against the Orioles. I've watched the Orioles a couple of times. They've cost me actually. So I might be talking through my pocket a little bit. But yeah, they've scored 0, 2, and 3 in three of their last four. Um, some news and notes, uh, the Baltimore have called up Heston Kierstadt, yep. um, who is their third-ranked um, prospect, but 24th MLB pipeline. Um, he's hitting 298 at AAA. He's played in, at two levels this year, 21 homers and 29 doubles. So another, he sounds like another one of those fun Baltimore players just to stick right in the middle of that lineup. So that's an interesting one. But yeah, Baltimore just picked a bad time, really, just to have a little slump. Um, this is a big series. It'll be a, it'll be a good series. Uh, but I, I do like the way Tampa Bay have just held their nerve. I said that last night. They just seem, they don't, they're not wavering very far from the mean at the moment, Tampa Bay. Uh, and it's quite impressive to watch. So yeah, I'll take the race here at minus 116. 7 7 uh, Eastern first pitch is the Boston Red Sox at the Toronto Blue Jays, Brian Bellow for the Red Sox and Jose Barrios for the Blue Jays, plus 114 Boston, minus 132 Toronto. Total is eight, or you can have an eight and a half if you fancy that, uh, Dylan. Yeah, give me the Blue Jays here on the money line at home, minus 130. I made them a minus 150 with uh, Jose Barrios on the mound. I just can't back the Red Sox right now. They've lost four of their last five games. They did win today, but I, I just don't think they're, – they're not making the playoffs. They just fired uh, their chief baseball officer today. By the way, you know, he's been there over 15 years, and during that stretch, they won four World Series – and their payrolls in those years, second, second, first, and third. So over the last four years, they've been under the CBT three times, and their payroll is 11th. So I don't understand how this is the GM's fault, but I, I don't know how why he was fired. But back to the game, I, I just think the Blue Jays are just a much better team right now, especially I think they have the pitching advantage with Jose Barrios over Brian Bello. We like backing him at home than on the road, and I, I do think he's been pitching a little better than Bello right now. So I, I kind of like I kind of think the Red Sox have kind of checked out of the season so far. So uh, I'll take the Blue Jays here at home, minus 130. Okay. Um, Scott? I'm going to go with the Red Sox. I, I can't trust Toronto. Uh, the Red Sox, I am aware, have not exactly been playing great baseball lately, but I want nothing to do with Toronto. They had their most important series of the year against Texas. Uh, Garcia is injured for Texas, and they no showed the first couple games of the series. I don't want anything to do with Toronto. I just think that Toronto is a team that when things get tough, they fold. And I do think that every now and then you see a team in September with a shot to make the playoffs, and they roll over. And it looks like Toronto's a team that's going to roll over. So I don't want anything to do with them. I'll take Boston. I think actually salvaging a game in this Yankee series helps. I know Mal and I talked about how the Red Sox were, I think, 0, and, 0 for 19 with Rodden's yeah. scoring position in that that's doubleheader. Right. So they're getting guys on base. They just couldn't really come through. But it's mostly just based on Toronto's recent form. I want nothing to do with them because them no-showing the most important series, a home series against the team you're competing with for a wild card spot, and you get buried in the first couple games, I'm out. 
I'd rather go ahead and take the Red Sox at plus money. This is the second game running. I've had the casting vote then, and this is the second game running. I'm coming down on the side of Scott. I don't want anything to do with the Blue Jays. They're absolutely Mentally, the Blue Jays are soft as shit. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, Vladdy swings broken. How many times this season? The, like, the, just inventing ways to be non-competitive. Like, um, This has been a horrible, horrible week for the Blue Jays. Um, Boston, not a huge fan at the moment of taking teams who haven't got a lot to play for. Um, however, I just can't take... Uh, Bello has eased off a little bit. He had a really good run earlier. He's reliable. Um, he looks tired as well. We talked about, I think it was Josiah Gray, actually pitched all right tonight. Um, he he looked tired, 140-odd innings. Uh, Bello, 142 innings, and he looks like he's ready for a break now as well. Um, Brios is just a little bit there, but I can't do the Blue Jays. I just absolutely can't. Um, Johnny Junter who is our Blue Jays correspondent, comes on the show once or twice a year. He actually joined us on the uh, Premier League show in the chat last night. Um, he cracks me up on Twitter on a daily basis, uh, but he was so, um, so angry with the Blue Jays this week. Uh, it's been funny to watch. Um, so I will take the Boston Reds up. Uh, where are we going? Seven tennis and first pitches. The Cincinnati Reds at the New York Mets. Uh, Hunter Green for Cincinnati and David Peterson, left-handed pitcher for the Mets. Uh, the Mets are minus 102 at home. Uh, Green is minus 108 for the Reds, and the total is set at eight. Dylan, those New York Mets. Um, yeah. Tight one, this. Yeah, give me the Mets here at home at even money. I actually made them a minus 115 favorite. They've won three of the last four games. They're winning here today. They're they're actually finally able to score some runs. And, you know, I, I think they will be able to get a few here off of Hunter Green. Green has had two good back-to-back starts, but I think we're, we'll see some regression from him. And as bad as the Mets have been this season, they are still a tough out at home. So should be a low-scoring game. I got my total around 8.1. Should be a close one, but I am going to back David Peterson. I never thought I'd say that, but give me the Mets here at home. Okay, so it's the Mets this time for Dylan Scott. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the Mets as well. Uh, just looking at Peterson's numbers, I don't think he's a great pitcher, but recently he's been okay. He's kind of been alternating between good and bad starts. But you're looking at Hunter Green, and I've said this several times on the show, I don't think Hunter Green is good. I think that he is a high strikeout guy with good stuff who gives up a bunch of home runs and a bunch of runs. I don't think he's a very effective pitcher, and I think that, once again, people like him because of either strikeout props or because of the fact that he has potential with how young he is. He's just not that effective. I don't think he's very good. I'll take the Mets. Um, yeah, team right. Um, I really struggle. Am, am I too harsh on green, by the way? Or do you Not at all. That? That's exactly how I th- see it. I quite like him. But as we all know, I'm a terrible. I'm a sucker for a bit of a gimmicky player, um, and kind of like, like you've said, Hunter Green has those couple of gimmicks, Scott, that you point out. But that gets me every time, and it's not just in baseball. Any sort of player who's a little bit gimmicky um, in any sport, sort of, I find them easy to root for. Um, my note here say I will take whichever team are a better price, um, because I couldn't split them. I thought it was absolutely heads or tails. Um, so if I was getting a bigger price with one. As it happens, I'm getting plus 100, um, which for heads or tails seems pretty accurate. Um, Cincinnati needs Hunter Green to go well. They, um, they need quite. They need the cards to fall in their favour for them to be able to get wins at the moment. Cincinnati it's still a bit of a struggle. They're hanging on in there. He has had two scoreless, um, but the Mets are just playing with a little bit more uh, spring in their step lately. And Dylan made a very, very good point, which is they're, they're good at home. Um, they're still above 500 at home. Uh, they're winning again tonight. Looks like a similar comp game for me. Uh, yeah, we take the Mets team wide plus Scott. Hundred. Real quick, uh, you just literally described all my friends who are uh, player props. They love Hunter Green just because he gets a lot of strikeouts. But he's actually really. I I don't think he's a good pitcher. So, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's it's really the issue you run into now with player props, either in football or in basketball, where I don't wanna, I don't want to compare Hunter Green to Justin Fields. But people think Ooh. Justin Fields is good solely because rushing touchdowns count as six fantasy points, and he's not actually a good quarterback. But people think he's good because he gets them fantasy points. Oh, that broke my heart, that comparison. All right. <laughs> is that a fair comparison or no? Uh, 
I think there's a little more upside to Justin Fields. I think there is too, but I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to think of a better comp, but because it's also comparing different sports, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. People yeah, have an opinion about a player that's more positive than it should be because you can bet on specific aspects of their game while yeah. ignoring every other flaw that they have. And that's kind of how I feel about Hunter Green. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. That's fair. Even I know that Justin Fields is shit. Oh, um, he can run. So people love him because well, he, he runs run. a lot. Yeah. That's the point. You ignore all the passing stuff and you just bet the run props. That's one of the things we're just looking at box scores. Like, unless you, and yep. this is why I have to try and find time to watch game recaps, condensed games, as much stuff as possible. Because you get into a box score and you don't get the eye test. As much as you can look at stats and facts and figures and boxes all day, at some point, your handicap has to be what you've seen, what you've watched. And I'm yeah. so much better. I hundred percent think I haven't tracked this. I'm better at East Coast teams like the, the Padres and the Mariners. I struggle a bit because I haven't seen them as much. Um, and I can watch a team and I can watch them get beat, but know they're doing the fundamentals well. Um, so I, I definitely think that's a big um, TV DBJ saying I must be a huge taste and ill fan. He's absolutely right. Yes, absolutely. I am. Yeah. Uh, Swiss Army knife of a player uh, right up my street. Where are we going? Uh, Hall of Fame bets is where we're going. Uh, win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. NTN parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer too. You get hit rates broken down by leg and expected probabilities. You can sort players by hit rate for bets. Um, to find the best value. Over 30,000 um, users are researching with Hall of Fame Bets. So download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And finally, this evening, Underdog Fantasy, a great way to play alongside your favourite football team all season long, is the Pick'em game. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game. I go on five for five. Uh, it is a fantasy game, but you can win real money. Special promotion this week, giving away $100,000. Um, all you have to do is make a pick and selection that includes two as passing yards, uh, 277.5, higher or lower. Underdog is going to select 10 random winners to give out 10K each to. Uh, so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign in with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Next up is A, 7-10 Eastern first pitch between the Texas Rangers and the Cleveland Guardians. Um, Texas officially TBD. I have uh, John Gray, I think it will be, going for Texas. And Lucas Giolito is confirmed for Cleveland. I haven't seen any lines. Um, Dylan, have I you seen any? And if not, Julie doesn't yeah. They haven't tossed yeah. him yet. Oh, he's in the league, yeah. The what league? is this, All his right. third or fourth team this year? Has yep. to be, right? I'm surprised yeah, they well, still have him. He's been terrible. Last six weeks. <laughs> um, did you uh, make any lines on this, Dylan? What did yeah. you estimate this might be? I mean, I, I won't take long. I made the Rangers a minus 180 favorite, minus one and a half, plus uh, 105 reverse. And then for the total, I made it 9.4. So, I mean, okay. the, the Rangers have kind of turned it around. I feel like they've won five in a row, big series against the Blue Jays. They won uh, six and four in their last 10. And Lucas Giolito is just, he's just a fate. No matter where he goes, whether he's with the Angels, he's been bad. With Cleveland in his two starts, he was bad. He gave up nine runs to the Twins. They lost 20 to six that game. And John Gray might not, <laughs> John Gray might not be the best starting pitcher for them, but he has actually been better on the road. He's already beaten this Cleveland Guardian team 12 to four, only gave up four runs and in six innings in that thing. And I just think it comes down to the bats. Who do we really trust? I think the bats have really woken up for the Rangers. So depending if we could get a plus price with the run line, I'm going to be all over Texas here. Yeah, you're right. John Gray hasn't been great, um, especially lately. He's given up three, three, three and five in his last five. Um, only went two and two-thirds last time against Oakland. So he's been properly wobbling. Um, Texas have scored enough runs uh, to get him out the shit and win his last three starts. Uh, Giolito, <laughs> I've written down, I do make myself laugh. He sucks harder than Johnny Cueto, which is quite <laughs> impressive. Um, 
18 earned runs in his last three games started in 15 and two-thirds. He's walked seven. He's given up three home runs in his last three starts. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, that might be a world record. Texas got absolutely rolling. So Texas on the run line. And if it's an over, I mean, Dylan, you've said a number of 9.4, but this has yeah. got to go over. Texas will win this 8-4 uh, is what's going to happen. So we'll take over 11.5 on the outline too, Scott. I'm going to go with Texas, just simply put. Cleveland is a team that has nothing to play for, and after they rolled over and choked away a massive lead against the Giants yesterday, I want nothing to do with that team. Giolito is also one of the worst starting pitchers in the league so far this season. He's not Wainwright bad or Urania bad or maybe Chase Anderson, maybe, but he's up there. He's really, really bad. But – I, or Jordan Lyles or Zach Granke, but he's up there. Point is, I do think looking at this actual matchup, I am going to go with Texas. Garcia got hurt, and unlike Toronto, they showed up for a big series, and I do like the current form they're in. They're playing good baseball, and once again, Cleveland had a shot to, I don't remember if they were going to sweep the Giants, but they had a shot to win that series, and they completely punted away the game yesterday. I'm going to go with the Rangers here, probably on the run line. Giolito's really bad. It's really as simple as that. I'll take the Rangers. Did we talk about yesterday? Did you boys talk about Scherzer being done for the season? We did. We talked yeah. about it well, briefly, yeah. but to be yeah. honest, he wasn't really doing much with Texas anyway. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to like cheer for someone you can, to you get can hurt. Gloat. You, you try. Yeah, I, I just want to. I, I had a nice little chuckle when when the report came out that Mets want to trade. Yeah, we want to trade. You can celebrate if you want. Yeah, and you know what? He talked. You a can't lot of- sit there on Tuesday and cry because Aaron Rodgers hurt himself, and then about oh, to celebrate because Scherzer hurt himself. This That's guy despicable behavior. Th- <laughs> this guy purposely ruined our our chances. He was shit he- for us. Yes, but on purpose. On purpose. Him and Buster Olney. Maybe Aaron. Do- um, Aaron Rodgers did that on purpose. Oh. Did you ever think of that? No, don't, don't say yeah, that. Exactly. Don't say um, have you worn your forest shirt out in public yet, Dylan? Have you, has anyone stopped or mentioned it? I you? have twice. No one knows where for, <laughs> where Nottingham Forest is, which is the sad part. But, you know, a little geographic. Yeah, well, uh, to... geogra- geogra- By the way, the uh, first five under died because Kelly gave up five runs in the fifth inning. Oh, shit. Oh, what's the score? Now it's 7 nothing. Oh my! God. It was two nothing during the bottom of the fifth, and then the Mets went crazy against Kelly. So let's go. Still might. By the way, Sanga's so damn good. Yeah, <laughs> Sanga's so good. He's such a good pitcher, man. Is five he a top one five? Hit, ten strikeouts. Is he top five in the National League? Uh, I got to think, think. think about that, but he's definitely top ten. He's top ten, not ten. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Top five, maybe, but I got to think about that in my head. Oh, blows my mind a little bit about the Japanese pitches. Is don't they use a smaller ball in Japan? The ball's not the same size, is it? I have no idea. It's also yeah. tough to fully compare because Seng is a rookie and he's about thirty years old, so it's a little bit different. But Seng is still. If he spent thirty years or twenty-five years, say he's been throwing a ball around since he was five with one size ball, that's a completely different skill to come and play at the highest level. Like that blows my mind. It obviously. Can't make a huge difference because he's done it. Um, but just everything you know, absolutely everything you've learned, you honed your craft over a period of years. I didn't. Say, okay. I guess I knew if if they actually used a smaller baseball in Japan. Yeah, I they used a smaller basketball up. in the WNBA. I don't know about baseball in Japan. Japan uses a smaller ball than the MLB. Yeah, I just looked it up. Didn't know. I mean, that. it's not like a golf ball. It's it's of a comparable size, but it just like. It, this is elite sport. Like it, you take a tiny little thing like that, and then ask him to go and throw the sort of MLB batters, and he turns up and he's put the season he has down. Um, yeah, I think you see last week he was the third. Uh, he had the third best ERA in NL pitches. Yeah, um, he's going to have a great season next year. Really exciting to watch. Um, Eight fifteen Eastern first pitches. The Philadelphia Phillies at the St Louis Cardinals. Aaron Nola for the Phillies. And left-handed pitcher Zach Thompson for the cards. Uh, lines are... Ah, tell, I'm on the wrong page. There they are. Minus 130 for Philly, plus 112 for Thompson. Total is eight and a half, Scott. Uh, eight and a half for a total. I, I, I'm kind of on the fence on this one. 
Uh, I think I'm going to lean over. I just think this number is a little bit low. I can see each team potentially getting to four, and in that case, you have an over in this game. But I really didn't have much for this one. I think I am going to lean to the over, though. So it's an over, short and sweet for Scott, uh, Dylan. Yeah, I kind of agree on the over as well. Um, but I'm going to actually take a flyer on the Phillies here on the road. Uh, I made him a minus 140 favorite with uh, Aaron Ola on the bump. I know him and the Phillies, they've kind of struggled recently and on the road for Nola this season. But Phillies have won five of his last six starts. I still can't get behind Thompson and the Cardinals. They're nine games under 500 at home. And the Cardinals just got swept by the by this Philly team about uh, maybe two, three weeks ago. So I, I think this is a good get-right spot for the Phillies. Uh, as for the total, I set mine at 9.2, so I do agree with the over. But I'm going to take the Phillies. Dylan, we're completely on opposite sides of everything tonight. Wow. I've got the Cardinals. Um, no, let's just stop doing it for him. He's given up lots of everything, really. Um Four of his last five have gone way over, so I like that over eight and a half. Um, but Zach Thompson's only given up two or three in his starts. And the Cards have done okay against Baltimore, we already mentioned. They're seven and three in the last ten. Philly at 500 on the road. So uh, a pitcher who's not been uh, pulling up many trees for a 500 team at minus 130. Um, again, St. Louis, we're doing okay. Um, yeah, I'll take a bit of a... Take a bit of a punt with the home puppy, Dylan, uh, to use your words. Uh, St. Louis, for me, are uh, plus 112. I'm sorry, the, a pitcher who's not what? You said pulling, pulling up trees. Up a tree? What pulling is that? Trees, yeah. I've never heard of that uh, in my life. What is that supposed to mean? Jesus. Pulling up trees. Uh, just a kind of a common phrase, really. It just means who's Is that like carrying the load? Is that like the same thing? It's like trees? No. Pulling, I don't understand. I'm Googling it now, yeah. It, it means definitely be to, a saying. I'm just, I just never heard that before. It means to achieve impressive and significant things. To say okay. someone has not been pulling up any trees means they have done nothing of note. There that you makes go. sense. Okay, That's fair enough. Never heard that in my life. Off the internet. There you go. I'm going to have to borrow See, that this, at some point. This show, if it does nothing else, will enrich you culturally, uh, people. Oh, yeah. Uh, where are we? <laughs> A40, Eastern. Uh, this will not enrich anyone culturally. The San Francisco Giants at the Colorado Rockies. Um, Keaton Wynn uh, pitches for the San Francisco Giants and Peter Lambert goes for the Rockies. Minus 176 for the Giants. Plus 154 for the Rockies. Total is at 11. Dylan. Yeah, give me the over 11 in this game. Uh, my total came out to 12.2. It's basically a fate of both pitchers. I don't trust Keaton Wynn or Peter Lambert. Both of them give up a lot of hard contact. Their hard hit rate is above 40 in most of their games. Now they're up in elevation. Giants are swinging the bat pretty well, and they've owned the Rockies this season. I think once that bullpen comes in for the Rockies, it's over. They have the worst bullpen in the league this season. And once that opens, I think the, the floodgates will open. So I, I just think we see a bunch of runs here tomorrow so over 11 for me okay over 11 um scott what do you think yeah i'm gonna agree i'm gonna go with the over here win's been pretty good but once again he is going to course so you never know how that's gonna go usually poorly for young pitchers lambert has not been good either so i can't see runs in this one uh yeah i don't see either pitcher pulling up any trees so i'll go with the over yeah <laughs> Ah, very yes. good very good well, well, thank you immediately thank you. seamlessly slipped in uh, Scott, I love that. Um, I'm going to take Colorado again because I've been taking them every night and they keep winning. Well, uh, keep keep winning. There's uh, two nights in a row or two out of yeah. three. Um, they beat the Cubbies, didn't they, a couple of times? And I quite like Lambert. I've handicapped Lambert for his last thing of four starts and he never does too much. Of, in minus 176 with a young kid going into Coors is not so. So I don't want anything to do with that. Um, the total might be an option. But I was happy. I say I cashed Colorado at plus 163, plus 167, something last night. Um, that was one of the two or three bets that I landed. So I was happy with that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to get away from it. Colorado for me, uh, plus 154. Next up is a... I keep changing the page to check the scores and then not changing it back. Um, 9.40, Eastern first pitch. The Chicago Cubs... At the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, friend of the show, uh, left-handed pitcher Justin Steele for the Chicago Cubs, and Brandon Fott uh, goes for the Diamondbacks. 
Yeah. Did Dylan just laugh again? Come on, Dylan. It's I have September. To. You have to. If you're going to laugh, <laughs> at least put yourself on mute if you're going to do your own fart jokes. Um, where are we? Just in, minus 125, the Cubs, plus 108, the D-backs, eight and a half, the total. And uh, just in seal, I mean, what can we say about him? I know there's a lot of tickets hanging around uh, the network and uh, the DGENs who follow the show for, for Steed on the Cy Young. 16 and 3 on the year. Wow, 240.98. And it's just been unbelievable lately. He's given up one earned run in his last three starts, which spans uh, 21 innings pitched, only 14 hits and three walks. So they'll mean the whips through the floor. It's a, it's uh, it's been incredible. Brandon Fart is one and seven, six twenty five ERA. He still hasn't settled. He's flashed a couple of times. Um, we were hoping for better things, but four, three, and five earned runs in his last three. A couple of short starts thrown in there. The Cubs haven't done great in Colorado. Um, that can happen to teams, but Arizona haven't done great against the Mets either. Um. It's just hard to find an angle in, really. Um, Arizona team total under. Seems a play, obviously, with Steel going so well. But I'll just take Steel on the uh, on the money line, I think. If he's not going to give up any runs, and Fart is, I don't know what else, we're, what we're thinking here. Uh, Cubs, minus 125, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to go with Steele as well. Tough to really go against him. I do want to congratulate Blake Snell on winning the Cy Young yesterday, so congrats to him. But I am going to go with Snell uh, to, once again, win the award, but I think that Steele is still going to pitch well. So I'm going to go with Steele. I'm going to go with Steele to pitch well. No reason to go against him. He's been dominant for the last couple of months. They win pretty much all of his starts. Arizona's on the verge of losing to the Mets again, and Fod is terrible. This line just feels way too cheap. I, I don't really know why the line is this low. So I'm going to go with Steele to get the job done. But once again, I think Snell's going to win the award. Yeah, I think uh, Snell should uh, should send me a bunch of flowers or something for, for picking against him um, last night. So that fired him to glory, Dylan. Yeah, good performance yesterday. His I was just looking at the odds for NL Cy Young and Blake's over a $4 favorite now. So yeah. I, I think you're right. I think he, he locked it up last night. Um, but yeah, give me the Cubs here on the road on the money line minus one twenty five. I agree, Malcolm. I just think it's a very short price. I made him a minus one fifty favorite. I don't know why the Cubs are this short of a favorite with Steel on the mound. Cubs aren't playing the base baseball, but neither are the Snakes. Like Scott just said, they're about to lose to the Mets again. They dropped what three or four from the Mets. And I know the steel and the Cubs just, they lost last week to them, but I just think this might could be a revenge spot for him and the Cubs. This is a big series for both clubs. The, the Cubs don't want to lose their spot. They're two and a half. I think last time I checked above uh, the snakes in the NL wild card. Now they have their ACE on the mound. The Cubs have won his last four starts on the road. Maybe look towards a K prop as well for steel. If it sits around six, six and a half, but yeah, I got to take the Cubs here with the short price. Okay, the final game we're going to look at in depth is the 10-10 Cowboy time Eastern first pitch between the LA Dodgers and the Seattle Mariners. Bobby Miller uh, for the LA Dodgers and George Kirby goes for Seattle. It's a tie. It's a match on the books. Minus 108 each of two with a total of seven and a half, Scott. I think the odds makers are basically daring you to take the Dodgers here because of the better team and they're getting around the same price as Seattle. But I'm going to lean to Kirby. I think Kirby's the better pitcher. I do think that, once again, you're looking at Bobby Miller's numbers this season. They're fine. 3.98 ERA has been better on the road. Uh, recently, though, he's not been great. He's given up at least four earned in three of his last four starts. I think Kirby's solid. So I'm going to lean to Seattle. I think they get it done. The Dodgers have been in good form, but they have not been in amazing form lately. And I do think that, of course, with the standings and how both teams are situated – the game means a lot more to Seattle than it does to the Dodgers. But I am going to go with Kirby here. I think he's the better starting pitcher. Okay, so uh, Scott goes for Seattle, Dylan. Yeah, I kind of agree with the line, to be honest, uh, making it around to pick them. But I'll, I'll take a shot here with the over seven and a half. Just seems like a really low total for a Dodger team that really hasn't had any issues scoring runs. They're averaging 6.6 .6 runs 
in their last five games. Mariners, they're averaging 4.8 runs in their past five games. So both teams have been over team seven, seven, two and one toward the over last 10 for the Dodgers, six, three and one toward the over for the Mariners, their last 10 games. So I think we see a bunch of runs here. Kirby hasn't looked the best, but I do agree with Scott. He is the better pitcher in this spot. I gun to my head for the side. I would lean the Mariners. I did make them a minus one ten favorite, but I liked it over. I made my total eight point eight. Yeah, absolutely agree with you, Dylan. This one, um, it was really hard to split um, both the the form of the teams and the starting pitches. Obviously, the books have struggled to split them as well. Um, but having made my notes before I saw the lines, I've got written down if I can get, get it over eight and a half. Um, I'm happy to take that. So when I saw it come out at seven and a half, I'm absolutely delighted. Bobby Miller has had a bit of a dip. Um, a 4.18 ERA in his last five, and Kirby a 4.20 ERA in his last five. Kirby had that sort of teachable moment last time uh, when he was left in what he thought was a little bit too long and then came in uh, and said a few things that he would, I think he would probably want back. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a young uh, he's a young pitcher and he sort of just spoke with his heart a little bit. Is, the, is it Scott Service, the Seattle manager? Is that his name? Yeah. 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 Oh, well, good knowledge for me. Um, so, and uh, yeah, and he came out and said, listen, it's fine. Um, he probably shouldn't have said it, but we'll keep it in-house. Uh, but yeah, seven and a half, just too low. I thought they had a first five over written down. Both teams can score runs. Both pitchers are giving up a few. Um, seven and a half is a great number. Absolutely love it. Um Looking around the rest of the board, I wanted to pick out one or two because even though we're sort of concentrating on the good stuff at the moment, there's always value to be found um, or often value to be found um, around what we call the bottom door of MLB. But I looked around the rest of these games and it's all horrible because they seem to be, even a lot of them are non-competitive. There seems to be mismatches here. Um, you had Garrett Cole taking on Pittsburgh. Um the Nationals look uh, overfaced against uh, Miley and the Brewers. You have the Athletics um, going into the parties and Seth Lugo. So there wasn't really uh, much that I fancied from the rest of the cards, Scott. Did you have a look around? Is there anything um, that you like the look of? Uh, for the most part, not really. I still would continue to ride the Yankees unders because this team still can't hit and nothing's really changed. Even Judge has not been great lately. You have Cole pitching against Oviedo. I'd probably look at an under there. Uh, I think Cole's going to pitch well. Oviedo's good enough to pitch well against the this Yankees offense, which has been abysmal for the last couple of performances. I like the under in that game. I think you're going to see a lower-scoring matchup. Um, Dylan, anything else? No, like I said on Tuesday, I've really lowered my volume. I do maybe like two to three bets for baseball. So I've kind of, and I've actually had more success, like you were saying in the beginning of the show. So I was firing on all cylinders in the beginning of the season. We really didn't have anything to bet. But once football has started, I really died down. So not really, no. Because there's a lot of these games that have got teams that run by no bet list. You've got the Twins and yeah. the White Sox. The White Sox, I don't want anything to do with the Tigers the and the Angels. That pitching matchup. Uh, Tarek Skubel against Griffin Cannon. Uh, if this was a couple of months ago, you'd sort of be right into this. I would have loved picking that one apart, but um, the Tigers have been so underwhelming and the Angels just so frustrating. Um, I'll probably I'll have a little look at that. There might be some props on either pitcher around that because I do like both pitchers. Um, so, yeah, there we go then. Um, lock and dog time. Um, Dylan, you can lead us off. I'm going to go with a friend of the show. Give me uh, the Cubbies on the money line and Justin Steele. I don't understand why they're this short of a favorite. Like Scott said, they usually win most of his games. Would also look towards a K-Prop for him. But yeah, I just think this might be a bad spot. You know, Diamondbacks traveling back home after a game today in New York. Don't I don't like the spot for the Diamondbacks. So give me the Cubs as my lock and as my dog. Didn't really have that much plus price. Um, are the Mets still an underdog? Do you guys see that or no? Uh, yeah, well, the even money. I mean, oh. Scott gave out an even money dog last night. So, I mean, we're blowing the doors off that. So, you're allowed it, Dylan. 
I'm allowed. All right. set a, you set a precedent last night, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah let, me, let, let, let me roll with the Mets. Let, let me keep it rolling here at home. <laughs> they're, like I said, they're a tough out. Hunter Green, I completely agree with Scott. I just don't think Hunter Green's a good pitcher at all. Not saying David, David Peterson's much better, but I do think the Mets bats have come alive recently in the past five games. So I'll take the Mets to keep it rolling here at home at even money. Second consecutive even money underdog. Oh, yeah, relax. This show has gone to shit. Uh, Scott, what have you got? All right. Uh, so for this one, I think for my lock, I actually am going to go to the game I mentioned at the last minute. I'm going to go with the Yankees and Pirates. I'm going to go with the Ooh. first five under at seven. At uh, Sorry, let me see the first five under. Should be at four again. I maybe wouldn't mind the full game either, but I'll go with the first five under. The Yankees can hit, and Cole should pitch well. Pittsburgh got uh, ended up only scoring two runs against Josiah Gray, who's in bad form entering the game today. So I do like the under in that one. I'll go with the first five under, though. And for my dog, I am going to go with the Cubs, but I will take the run line. I don't know why, once again, this line's so low. Cubs run line's plus 132 on FanDuel. Sure, I'll take the plus 132 with the road team with the better starting pitcher. But I, once again, I do think that the Cubs are a pretty solid option there. I, don't, I like the money line too, but I'm going to go for some extra value. I still can't get over that Yankees total at like seven and a half for a full game with Cole on the mound. Like They can hit. Nothing's really changed. They had one brief spurt with Dominguez in the lineup and he got injured again. So I'll go with the first five under in that Cole Oviedo matchup. Okie doke. Um, my luck, right back to the top of the show, the first game, the Atlanta run line, minus 111. Um, nine and one on the season against Miami and have covered in all nine. Unbelievable. Um, against Johnny Cueto as well. Yeah, fantastic. What a bet that is. And for my dog, can't stop taking Colorado. Why would you? Um, they keep winning and they keep winning at huge prices. So... Let's ride the wave of the Rockies. Uh, plus 154, please, for me. And my NFL bet of the night has been uh, given to me by Matthew. So Matthew will uh, reconvene back here later in the week and see if we won or lost. Um, so I'm going to take the over 48 and a half. It's what's going to happen there. Um, Dylan, anything else to tell us before we let the people go? No, on Tuesday, I, w I winded up going with Chinese. I didn't get the sushi, but today, <laughs> uh, today, uh, going Mexican for the game. Got Thursday night football, uh, got college, got UFC, big uh, Mexican Independence Day. That UFC's actually got uh, the T-Mobile arena instead of Canelo. So should be very interesting this weekend. And then obviously you got city ground on Monday, kid. Come on. So you're getting takeout food again? Or are you going to collect or what? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm an awful cook. I need a woman. I, I, I can't cook. You need a woman. <laughs> Scott, what's happening? Uh, nothing much. Uh, as I'm going through all the bets that I currently have, I might have a bit too much money on the Thursday night game, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> no such thing. I keep um, adding prop bets. It's like that's I keep my problem. And then I keep looking through, and it's like a friend of mine is like, oh, I really like this play. And I'm like, oh, it's going to go well with my other eight plays that I have on the game. All right, sure. So <laughs> and then I keep adding them, everything. And then I keep adding them in a teaser as well. It's so. like a Super Bowl prop sheet. It's like I'm rooting yeah. for 17 different things, but at some point I'll probably break even. <laughs> yeah, it's week two. Everyone's still quite excited. I'm sure that will calm down a little bit by week four or five. Um, right. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Scott. That was loads of fun. Thanks, everyone who joined us in the chat. I do appreciate it. I feel confident about some of these picks tonight. Um, I'm going to get my numbers back up and keep winning on my dogs. Uh, we will be back, or some of us will be, tomorrow. Um, good luck with all your bets tonight. Uh, until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Mm -hmm.